Welcome, friends. Welcome, friends with no benefits. Welcome, strangers with no strings attached. Welcome, lovers, ex-lovers, on-again, off-again, commitment-phobes, amigos, homeboys, and second-best buds. Crystal Clear here, and I'm back with more Morgulons for your listening pleasure, horror, and infotainment. We've got a great episode today. It's about delusional parasitosis, so stay tuned. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, let me share with you something, uh, an article or paper written by Roland W. Freudenman and Peter Lepping, Delusional Infestation. Definition. It is characterized by the fixed belief of being infested with pathogens against all medical evidence. So let's just explore two of the catch-22s inherent in this uh, 1947 construct of delusional parasitosis. The first of the two catch-22s that I'm going to discuss is the quote matchbox sign, which is this idea that anyone who brings evidence of uh, an infestation to a provider, that act of actually bringing the evidence, the quote matchbox sign is somehow diagnostic for a delusional disorder. Hold on, hold on. That's a setup. You're saying that I have a delusional disorder, which is chiefly characterized by a fixed belief that is false in spite of all of the biological and biomedical evidence. What evidence? You mean the kind I'm bringing you and that you're using to undermine my credibility? Or what evidence? You mean your lack of evidence to um, prove me wrong? I brought you this evidence of what I've been experiencing because I thought you might know more than me and be able to explain it, provide some new information. But apparently you don't have any more information and you're not collecting any more information and you're not accepting the information that I'm providing you and to assess or analyze it, disprove it or prove it. So who is it exactly that has a fixed belief that they're unwilling to modify in spite of the introduction of new or different evidence? If you are saying that the introduction of evidence, biomedical evidence, which is what the matchbox sign essentially is in cases of Morgulines, if you're seeing all these weird objects in your environment or on your persons or in your skin, that is your biomedical evidence. And they have this fixed belief that you have delusional parasitosis. And in spite of you providing new evidence, oh, I'm sorry, because of you providing new evidence, you're saying that the bringing the evidence is and of itself proof of what you already believe? You're fucking delusional, man. You're fucking delusional, lady. That's what I say to those providers, because that's ridiculous. It's not the patient's job to prove their credibility. It's their job to faithfully report to you, the provider, the symptoms and the evidence. It's your job as a provider to assess 
and gather evidence and analyze the evidence that's available to you to establish a scientifically based evidence-based medicine. You hear this phrase bandied around ad nauseum in the medical and nursing communities, evidence-based medicine. But if instead of practicing evidence-based medicine by uh, evaluating the evidence that the patient is providing, you're using the evidence they provide as support for your fixed belief, which has no other basis other than the fact that you don't fucking know the answer. Neither do I. That's why I came to you. The doctor who supposed to know more than you or supposed to be able to find out more than you can find out. The person you went to for help uses your fear, desperation, and uncertainty to, in this act of bringing them um, some evidence you've gathered, they use that to undermine your sanity and credibility. You know what? If I'm delusional and this is all bullshit that I'm bringing you, then it shouldn't be that hard to prove that to me. Now, should it? But you didn't even attempt to try. That would be too hard. Even though it's your job. Even though that's what you're getting paid to do is help me, assess me, correctly diagnose and treat me. Thanks, doc. I'll take my matchbox. Who the fuck has ever even used a matchbox? I'll take my Ziploc bag, my Tupperware, <laughs> Y'all know it's true. But like I said, um, circa 1947, this whole delusional parasitosis construct was created. And back in 47, everybody smoked and everybody used matches. So presumably uh, the morgies of yesteryear would place their morgulons in matchboxes. Poor people. Poor people. Um, are there people that really have delusional parasitosis? I could, I could imagine that there are, right? You know, if you are somebody that has a psychotic disorder and you believe that the CIA and the FBI are surveying you constantly, then it would make sense to me, um, mortal lines, oh God forbid, if you actually have delusions of persecution and then you actually really get mortal lines, oh honey, I am so sorry because... Honestly, this seems like some shit that would be uh, <laughs> some crazy backstory of the CIA, FBI implanting nanobots. I mean, there's some weird shit going on with Morgulon. So who knows what it is? But I'm just saying that it's entirely possible to have an unshakable false belief in an infestation and to not really have one. But the way that you differentiate between those who hold a fixed and false belief in spite of evidence is to supply after investigation the results of your investigation and the evidence. We just don't in real life see that happening, do we, Morgies? We just don't. You bring somebody something, they take one look at it without any, I mean, just a cursory glance is usually the most you can get. Forget about infrared, electron, spectopetry, whatever, you know, forget it. It's not going to the lab. What's a lab? We haven't had a microscope in this doctor's office since 1965. I mean, we're sending everything to lab and quest. And, and what are you going to, lab core and quest, what are you going to send it in for? You know, when you send a, a specimen into uh, LabCorp or Quest or whatever these big, you know, chain uh, laboratory services are. It's not like you're like, okay, 
I, I had this conversation with a, uh, <laughs> with a PA, a physician's assistant, at the dermatology office that I went to in Atlanta when I still thought I had scabes. And she goes, well, um, this is the second time I go in there. It was a follow-up visit because the first visit, you know, I thought I had scabes. She gave me yet another, it was like fifth dose of ivermectin and uh, permethrin cream, yada, yada. Of course, it didn't work. Um, and... So I come back to tell him that, and basically, I've already had it in my mind, look, I'm going to get some doxycycline out of this visit, that's the best I can do, and I did. But she goes, well, this is what the PA says to me, well, we could do a biopsy of the tissue and find out what it is. And I said, you mean a, you're going to do a full punch biopsy? She was like, yeah, pick an area that you think we should do it on, but um, probably not the face. And I'm like, yeah, not the face. You think I want you to do a full skin thickness biopsy punch on my face and put stitches in it? I got enough problems with my face right now, lady. But anyway, she's like, and I said, well, what are you going to, what, what do you, the, the tissue that you take in the biopsy, what are you going to test it for? She said, everything. And I'm thinking to myself, lady, you don't send it. I mean, laboratory, if y'all have ever received a bill from the lab, you know, because you get, after you go to the doctor, you get like 16 bills in the mail uh, for the next three months afterwards that confuse the fucking hell out of you. But, um, you know, it's like every lab test is like $285, $78, uh, $465. These are like what per test. And, um, and I said, well, what do you mean everything? I said, bacterial, fungal, uh, uh, parasites, you know, what, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, all that. And I'm like, so you're going to get me uh, panels, which there is no everything panel, y'all, okay? There's like, for instance, leishmaniasis, filiaris, uh, or filiarises, worms, parasitic worms, different, these are such specific tests that you would have to run for different species to identify the, I mean, you know, it's like, lady, you're not going to do a punch biopsy of one discrete site on my body. You can only find what you look for. So you can only identify what you have diagnostic tests capable of identifying, and you have to employ those tests in the first place. So if you just do a basic panel to see if there's common bacterial pathogens, even though there's absolutely no clinical signs of a secondary infection involving any sort of bacteria commonly found um, that is attached to the clinical symptoms I'm reporting and that you're observing, if you were observing anything at all, and you're not. And then you're going to, what, run a panel on it for um, some, some sort of neoplasm or something, some kind of abnormal cells that could be a, a cancer oncological sort of uh, uh, phenomena. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a. It's not a black mole or something that's asymmetrical and large diameter. It's. It's. You know. But if I had come in here saying, "Hey, I have instead of all these lesions, if I have all these moles on my body that I'm really concerned about, if they're new and they're different than anything I've ever seen before." And if she said, stop right there, um, yeah, glancing at me, I can tell you've been scratching at these moles and that's why they look that way. And, um, you know, are you sure this is probably just maybe anxiety? I know you lost your job, uh, recently and, um, COVID times have made us all blah, 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 blah. Here's a fucking referral to a psychiatrist. Okay. 
that would be obvious medical malpractice and negligence because if somebody says i'm concerned about moles being perhaps cancerous growths it is the duty of that physician to look at all of the moles and then if indicated by the clinical assessment in office uh, collect uh, histology remember that means tissue samples from me my areas of concern as appropriate and send them off for uh, reasonable targeted evaluations because it's your job to either prove to the patient that they don't have cancer or to identify the cause oncological or otherwise of the change and or proliferation of these new moles and if you cannot identify the cause of these unusual looking uh, features of the skin that are concerning to the patient who knows their body best of anyone in the universe, if you cannot identify the cause, quiet the patient's fears or disprove their quote unquote theory, that in the diagnostic uh, logical flow chart of things does not then lead one to presume that the patient is crazy does it no until uh, an etiology is arrived at the investigation continues so if you can tell me listen lady the stuff you brought me in your ziploc slash matchbox it was all identified as uh potato chips um strings from uh your shirt and um uh, the crumbs from those uh, ice cream M&M uh, sandwiches that you've been eating every morning for breakfast. And Crystal, I need to talk to you about that as well as your smoking. Now that I might take as a rational, reasonable, and professional response from a provider. However, it is not at all rational, reasonable, or professional to respond to that um, lack of knowledge with the accusation that the person presenting you this evidence that you cannot yet explain by any scientific or empiric means, the only answer must be that that person is crazy. Remember the part about uh, humility in the Hippocratic Oath that we uh, read the other day in another episode? Uh, where is that? I haven't seen it practiced in my professional or personal life yet to date when it comes to Morgulons. And that has left me extremely cynical and frustrated and disgusted with the mainstream medical community when it comes to Morgulons disease. And that brings me to my second catch 22. And that is, okay, in this paper that I mentioned earlier, it says something like, these patients present uh, an interdisciplinary problem because they have often lost their faith in the professional medical community, which it then goes on to advocate um, having a dual uh, psychiatry dermatology practice where when you get a person that brings in stuff you can't explain, just slip in the psychiatrist through the side door to uh, write them some uh, p uh, uh, prescription for an antipsychotic, which the paper then says uh, Pimazod has thus been continued because of safety concerns. So you're writing me a prescription for a dangerous drug that I don't need, you have not established that I need it on any other basis other than one, you can't explain what's going on with me. 
And two, I told you what was going on with me and tried to present you evidence, which you then used to malign my sanity. To which I would say to that provider, hey, if you went to your doctor and said, I have this nagging cough and sore throat, I really need your help. And they said, see, the thing is, we did all the bacterial and viral um, tests and we couldn't find what you have. So it must be all in your head. It could have been COVID and they just didn't know that COVID existed yet, um, but you'd still be suffering. How would you feel towards the medical community? So I think this is a good point in the episode to probably take a break and then finish up with everything else I have to say about delusional parasitosis diagnosis and misdiagnosis um because oh believe me I ain't done just getting started um but yeah I really really think that we have to bust up this crazy theory of Morgulans as being a delusion it's not a delusion For people that truly have Morgulans, it's not a delusion. And no one has come up with any sort of definitive, satisfying, and actionable evidence, etiology, um, or answer of any kind to help uh, us patients, us Morgies. Um, But you are helping me a lot by tuning into the podcast, and I really, really, really appreciate it. Keep listening, keep speaking out, start speaking out, start listening, and stay tuned.